I started when I was 19 as a trainer and whatnot, and I got my gym when I was 21. Mm. So, is there any, any other trainers in your family, or like, how did you get inspired to do that? Um, I was a broke college student. My parents would not help me, and when I, my mom wouldn't, couldn't, couldn't help me, and when I, dad wouldn't help me, kind of thing. Um, and somebody asked me to help them train. She wanted to be a fitness model. Mm-hmm. Three months, she got an amazing transformation, and then it took off on campus. You start training at 19 and then open a gym at 21. Yeah. Like, was that scary or? I think I was too naive to think about it. I was just doing stuff. So, like, it's yeah. just like it kind of worked. And I think, like, for me, if I do anything, I want to do it at a high level. I think my highest success was like buying that building at 26. Like, we mm-hmm. bought a $2.3 million building at, at 26, and like, my credit was not above 700. I went to UNC Charlotte. Uh, when we first got the gym, I gave my apartment up. So I lived in my gym for six to nine months or whatnot. Uh, I was living with somebody at the time that didn't work out. So I moved in my gym. Like my LBs came, helped me move in the gym. And then I took showers at Fitness Connection. I had a membership at Fitness Connection, $20 a month just to take showers. Like, you know, I put a projector in there. So it wasn't bad. Like I, I was yeah. in playing the game, but you know, it was, it was, it was tough. And I mean, most of my college life got sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Like obviously like, you know, um, I joined a fraternity, you know, Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you know, on one hand, like, I have a great network, great friendship and whatnot. But at the same time, like when other people were sitting in a union, chilling, all that stuff, I was rushing to my clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, they put me ahead of a lot of other people because like, I figured out what I wanted to do. Once yeah. I got older and I actually smelled weed, I said, oh, so my family was smoking around me this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is like, Can we get to the episode? Like, we, 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 North Carolina. we don't do that in North Carolina. North Carolina, you got reading, writing, arithmetic. You go to, you walk down the gravel road or whatnot. We not doing that. That's crazy. So I wish I would bring weed. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So, we are here with Tyler Hickey. He yes. is doing his thing. Yeah. You ever give a girl a hickey? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> my mother may, may watch this podcast. Can't do it. He said, not right now. Wait, so, right, well, actually, question is, so, you're not open with your mom about, Dude, like, I tell, I tell my mom everything. She knows, my like. 65, 66. Just a different, different generation. I mean, my mama, mama. Got, my mama got 10 years on you. She's 55, but still, like. She was a civil rights era when I, no, absolutely not. Did she know about Freaknik? <laughs> but no, for real, like, wow, you're not open no, with you, you're not open with your mom enough no, for her to. <laughs> like y'all grown, like she's an adult. I'm not grown to her. I'm a child. She's an adult, like. I'm, it's a, I'm from deep south. Yeah, yeah, down south. I'm they from don't the south. I'm from Houston, you Texas. Houston. That's not south. That's Texas different. Is, that's not the south. Texas is all the way south. Y'all were no. borderline south. Y'all, y'all no. barely made it in. Y'all Texas barely made it in. Where you're at, south. that's like the south. That's good. Yeah, you're in the south. You go to Bojangles. You go to go to yeah. and whatnot yeah. at the church and whatnot. You got three services. You got the 9 a.m. service, the 12 a.m. service, and then the 7 p.m. service. You in church all day. No. Yeah. Okay, so you're not as open to her? No. So what's the most you told your mom? Exactly. I have no. I can't you ain't do say it. like, hey, mama, so, do it. Exactly no. that mom right there. My mom may have, may have walked in. Uh, I guess me praying uh, with, with <laughs> so, a lady. So if you're dating, you're not gonna tell your mom. You're never. You guys. No, she gonna find out at the wedding. No, my mom can't. What? My mom. No, like my mom has. I not feel like you're over exaggerating. I feel like your mom not that bad. Though, my mom will not meet somebody that I know. When I'm like, no, I'll tell her. Like, no, you she, can't. What? My mom is old. I think I need to understand. My she mom can't come to the family function and be like, hey, mom, that's mom right there. Wait, how old is your mom again? Like 65, 66. Your mom is not that old. Exactly. She's not that old for real. That's a couple years younger than my grandmother. I think my mom was born in 1959. My grandma's. Oh. That's that's not old. Yeah, that's yeah. not old. Okay, yeah. Y'all go tell, y'all, y'all go tell my mom that. Let me know how that work out for you. 
So what, what do you think your mom would do if you're you're like telling her? I mean, it'd just be weird. It'd be awkward. It's like if you're gonna do anything, then it's just awkward. Like, I wouldn't have that awkwardness between us or whatnot. Like honestly, truly, so look, I feel like the first time I told my mom like stuff that I did, um, or like oh, like talking to, talking to her about guy issues. At first, she used to be like, "Why are you telling me this? Like, I don't want to know your business." But then after a couple times, she just be like, "All right." Yeah, she yeah. Just have you ever tried? Exactly. She gonna. It's gonna she be. She tried weird. to ask, and I shut it down. Like, See, like, it's, 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 it's you. You're the problem. You the problem. I'm gatekeeping from her. She don't need to know that. Or not. So you're making it awkward. You're making so it look, awkward. Look. We go to church three times a Sunday or whatnot. Then Bible said, like, no. We're not how you think you got here? Huh? How you think you got here? By by a praying that laid it down in front of me at the doorstep. No. So listen, listen. On Growing Pace podcast, okay. We get real. We get deep. We want to know all about your life. Okay. So you. You gotta give us the uncensored version, even if your mom is watching. I mean, I you like said it. your mom. Look, oh, is, so does she be on YouTube? She, my mom barely be on Facebook right now. Okay, so, okay, okay, so she's not watching so, this. So no. she's she gonna find it and whatnot. Somebody gonna tag it on her. Oh, baby, you doing so good in life. Tag her if she on social. Oh, you know what? Okay, when y'all call, when, when call your mom and tell her about the next date y'all going and what y'all did after that and whatnot, then I'll tell my mom everything else. How about that? I'll be telling my grandma. You tell your mom what? Yeah, I'll be telling her. What, about what? Like, tell me some of the things. Okay, and tell me some of the conversations. Y'all have. I tell her how the guys like how the okay. date went. You I tell about his breath smell. His breath never smells. You gotta be closer for you know breath smell, right? See the thing about I like what you said about um you haven't told her so that's really you're doing because my mom have asked me and I'm just now getting to the conversations of telling her like oh I like this person oh, I don't like this kind of person mm -hmm. before it was awkward but you gotta open up to your mom she is not that old stop she playing with that the, woman oh, she wants the deep exactly she wanna know so, how her mm, son doing mm, exactly she, mm. so you could like be open with us on this episode and just send her the link and be like you know, mommy you, you want to know some more about your son mm -hmm. watch this you know what y'all coached me through how to tell my mom and whatnot and when she has gets a holy water and brings it on me on a good <laughs> 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 is this fornication Tyler oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, it, like, before, like, the, the cameras didn't see it you, from Houston, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, that, Jersey, right? Jersey. And what, what city? Maryland. Okay, cool. Y'all urban. Country. Country, yeah. country, Down country. Down south, Exactly. Houston is country no, and not. city. Yes, it is. People is be it? riding horses. They had a hit and run with a horse. A car hit a horse, <laughs> and no, the horse crazy. died. Yeah, so you're proud about that in your city. When I, my city is the first city that had a hit and run. <laughs> you're like, you, you know what's my... I like no, it. No, but it. that's the perfect example to show you that it's a mix of city and country. If a car is hitting the horse and then they drive off because the horse died, that is a perfect mix of city and you country. You hit a um, grandma before, right? I did hit a grandma before. That's what they do in Houston. You hit a grandma? I did that in Atlanta because that's like more Atlanta But vibes. she's from Houston, so that's what so they do So you hit Houston. a grandma in Atlanta? Yeah, I didn't what see day her. Was that? It was like back in, I hope it wasn't your grandma. Was it? The, did the police know about it yet? <laughs> <laughs> it was back in... A certain time. Mm. And like, was it March or September? What you know? Was it night or day? I was gonna like, <laughs> go to finish. Where Just know that she's it. okay. Okay. Mm. After I, she let her her groceries fly. In yeah, there. she was she was leaving the grocery store, <laughs> almost home, and I hit her. But it was a complete accident. Was it like a nudge hit or was it like a? It was, it like, was a, like. Have you ever seen The Office? Okay. And so you know when uh when uh what's it called Mike Michael when he hits Meredith and she like just rolls over the front of the she car. Said, like, so you made a grandmother roll. <laughs> No, hold on, watch this, watch this, watch this. You talking about your grandma a lot. If she hit your grandmother, what would you do? 
Um, that wouldn't happen. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just make sure. Okay, my bad. We are not so speaking things. She, she rolled over the front of the car, but she, she had, said, "Ah, oh, my back." <laughs> <laughs> she had those groceries as a protection. Oh, God knew she needed that protection that day, so she had that those so, groceries well, as. We protection. should never let you drive around us. Yeah, that was a basically. couple years ago, though. That is not. Yeah, you've had a few. This things is not. The, had a few this is not the data that y'all see today. That Bruh, remember the curve. The, remember the curve right here. Oh yeah, you do not. Bro, Jada flew in a curve. We all went to the no, side. Bro, a curve almost gave me whiplash. It's just a curve. <laughs> it's just. Me whip. <laughs> so when I used to get in my accidents, I had a oh, Jeep. Holding her Thomas sandwich. <laughs> when I first got in my car, I was 16, I think. Yeah. And I used to get in an accident every six months. Within, like, I couldn't go six months without an accident. But then after hitting that old lady, that was like PTSD. Change your life. Change your life. I you said, never again. I just imagined myself in jail. And I said, me, Jada, in jail? Crazy. Over hitting a grandma? That Never. would be terrible, but her grandkids saw they was going off on me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, trust me, I'm a nice person. I don't just hit people. I never even fought a person before. How old was the grandmother? How, like, around what age? Full-headed gray hair, but she still worked a job. So she's so she old enough young. to move around. <laughs> Unless if her name was Meredith, she was old. I still got her name in my cash app if I looked it up. But. She cashed up her Oh, yeah, I said, because her friends was calling the police. And I was like, please so don't. I already had a bad driving record. It's like, I cannot lose my license. And so I said, please don't call the police. I'll give you a couple hundred dollars right now. And then she was like, okay. And I, and I said, <laughs> I'm going to give you $200. What's your cash app? And then I cashed that for it. And now I'm here today on Growing Pains Podcast. So. I hope she watched the podcast. And that's a nice young lady right there. She <laughs> cashed up this morning. So what have you done in Charlotte? Yeah, tell us What's about you. Yeah. crazy things you've done? Crazy things I've done in Charlotte. Uh, and so your mom is not watching it. So my can't. mom's not watching. Uh, I mean, I had a good college life. I, I went to UNC Charlotte. So What happened uh, in college? Uh, University of North Texas? Uh, no, oh, college. Oh, I mean, I'm tripping. Uh, I'm thinking of. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> I heard UNC and I thought of yeah, another school. It's, uh, it's all good. Um, my college was college was a good time. When I, uh, I, I I closed that door behind me like once I graduated college. But you know, we used to throw parties in my gym and whatnot, we? like rent parties and yeah. whatnot. So like you know, okay, there's like cool. a whole like I think about the class of 2021 20, knew my gym from that party. Like they yeah. just knew about BBT. So uh, and then you know from there it's like that's it. Mm -hmm. So you was using your gym for parties? Rent parties. It was investments. When I, we brought people together for generational community when I, at night from 10 o'clock to 2 a.m. in the morning and whatnot to build and network. Mm. Through so that's how the gym DJ? started. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. But the DJ played music like, you know, uh, Ying Yang Twins and <laughs> and whatnot. She helped people network and whatnot. It was, they were, you know, it's crazy, though. Like somebody got married uh, recently when they met at my gym. Aww. Aww. See, look at you. you did up, right? That's it. Look at that. Look Come at on, you. matchmaker. Wholesome, wholesome, right? Exactly. Very wholesome. Okay. So that's really how you got started. Matchmaking for the gym, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, uh, I think our last party, we were grilling out and whatnot, you know, somebody always got to bring a gun. Somebody shot up in the area. Like, we got, we got, uh, our lease got terminated like two months after that. Dang. See, the thing about black people, you don't know what you running for. Yeah. <laughs> but Wait, as soon as no, you see people real, running, literally. you got to start running. Not no, the grill over and whatnot. And it, it don't be you and see Charlotte people. It be, you know, people from this outside, outside yeah. and whatnot. Like, oh, college people, let's go over there. Yeah. So, crazy. That wow. is crazy. So, what you say your lease ended. So, y'all are in a new space now? So, that was back in like 2018, 2017. Mm -hmm. um, okay. 
we had to go move across the street for three months and then we got into our, our building that we just actually moved for. That was a four-year lease. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't ready to do it, but it made me actually scale up. So mm-hmm. I went, it's good. See, that it them happened. gunshots happen for a reason. You know what? Yeah, somebody almost got shot for a reason. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. So what does uh, BBT mean? Uh, it meant body by T. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, like we trying to, we kind of transition from that to BBT now, just to be a brand. Because I at first it started with me, so mm-hmm. now we have a whole team of people around me that you know, that, that grind for the brand. Have you ever thought about redefining what BBT mean now? Yeah, uh, it's something we definitely want to do. Um, we want to pivot from the name eventually when I become like a household name or when I in the city of Charlotte. So okay, we're trying to trying to build our, our foundation. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's cool. So what's one thing that you're proud of doing from this year? you know, your brand or your personal? Well, now I'm proud of making it. Uh, I think I was telling you earlier, um, we're in a situation right now where our mortgage is a variable interest rate. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like your credit cards are generally variable interest rate. Yeah. We're not at a set mortgage. So like I recently just bought a house, mm-hmm. it's fixed interest rate. That mm-hmm. house is good. I got to sit there for the next 25 years. Yeah. But our mortgage rate goes up every single time the, the Fed raises the rate. Yeah. So like right now, our mortgage is out almost doubled. And like we, Ooh, I just, dang. we started at 10,000 and now mm-hmm. it's doubled. Okay. And like over, 12 months so like it's crazy it hurts but at the same time like it, again go back to gunshots it's forcing me to grow so like i build a better business and whatnot that can stay in that, that space because we own the building now so mm-hmm. so oh, basically if you want your business to grow mm-hmm. find somebody who could throw some gunshots <laughs> every day started for gunshots <laughs> like, okay, that like, yeah, like the timeline <laughs> the timeline Shout out to the gunshots <laughs> no for real whoever shot that gun that day thank you so hey. how long have you had your gym again uh, I started when I was 19 as a trainer and whatnot, and I got my gym when I was 21. Mm. So, is there any, any other trainers in your family, or like, how did you be inspired to do that? Um, I was a broke college student. My parents would not help me, and whatnot. My mom wouldn't couldn't, couldn't help me, and whatnot. Dad wouldn't help me, kind of thing. Um, and somebody asked me to help them train. She wanted to be a fitness model. And mm-hmm. Three months, she got an amazing transformation, and then it took off on campus. So, so. you were already what just doing a lot of sports or training or athletics by yourself, or what even made her want to come to you? So I went to Naval Academy um, in their system, right? So like you have Naval Academy, which is like a four-year university, and then you have mm-hmm. the prep program, which is like a five-year program. Mm-hmm. I did a prep program in Newport, Rhode Island for a year, um, played football, uh, and then transferred to UNC Charlotte. I uh, was going to play for them, and it didn't work out, and I didn't really care enough to keep transfers. And like I wasn't yeah. trying to be on last chance U. Like that wasn't my lifestyle. <laughs> so um, yeah, I already knew how to train, um, and I took the training philosophy that we had there and did it for my clients. Mm-hmm. So I mean, most of my clients are women, 18. Well, back then it was 18 to 30 mm-hmm. now it's like 22 to 45 but we help people you know lose weight get thicker you know be yeah. athletic yeah. that's cool okay. 19 to 21 is fast though mm-hmm. i mean like it's fast to make such a big decision in that short amount of time like to well i'll say to open a gym like yeah. you start training at 19 and then open a gym at 21 yeah like was that scary or i think i was too naive to think about it i was just doing stuff so like it's yeah. just like it kind of worked and i think like for me if i do anything i want to do it at a high level like i don't want to yeah. put mm-hmm. out foo-foo like that's what we call it in yeah yeah Carolina, like so in like, the country <laughs> in the country, you know, you go, you, you from, you came to North Carolina before, though, right? Yeah. So the, our country and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, it's funny though. Like Charlotte is actually a great city because Charlotte is a country city, but at the same time, it's a northern city in the south. Like yeah. you go any, like it's you, you, true. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing aside? You say you, you know, did stuff fast. So have you ever thought about doing anything else aside from training? Yeah, no. So we uh, we're starting a consulting company right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a commercial real estate, so I do commercial real estate as well mm-hmm. now. Um, we hold a little over two million dollars with the acquisitions right now. We were supposed to get something else, but that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Um, like my goal is by to own about ten million in commercial real estate by thirty two. I think it was on paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hopefully, okay. That happens, hopefully. So for, for sure. your gym, do you have any plans of moving to other 
opening it in other states and stuff or what's your vision for that uh that's a great question um no i think the gym is really hard to scale mm -hmm. i've had an amazing conversation with somebody recently he's like you know you want to like look at your industry and see who's making seven figures and eight figures in the industry if you don't see a lot of people there's probably a reason why you don't see a lot of people planet mm -hmm. fitness though they do well so our motto is, is planet fitness is an access gym right mm -hmm. so like you pay ten dollars twenty dollars and you go in there and you work out right mm -hmm. but it's like kind of like giving me keys to an amazing kitchen mm -hmm. i can't cook so yeah. no matter what kitchen you give me my food's not gonna taste good or whatnot yeah. now hopefully y'all will still eat my food to be nice right mm -hmm. maybe Maybe possibly because you cannot eat at everybody's crib. You don't know what they be doing. I try to put my heart in it though, especially on Thanksgiving. They be putting stuff in the tub and all of that. What are you doing in the tub? Hold on, hold on. Who's cooking in the tub? Y'all never seen people clean like the cabbage and stuff in the tub. No, that's why you can't eat at everybody's house because you don't know what they got. Cleaning the tub, putting bleach, all of that. So we're gonna go to your family, yeah, and we're gonna see how they cook. Right? Yeah. Smell don't go to everybody's house. <laughs> but uh, um, Planet Fitness is an access gym. Our gym is more coaching program. So you come in our program or not, you're being with the coach the entire mm. time. So it's more intimate. Yeah, absolutely. We okay. we train our um our clients just like how University of Tennessee, University of Alabama trains their football players. When they run you in to, uh, to a 50 to 70 minute session and whatnot, make sure you get the most out of it. So, so are you going to cool. maybe open another location just in Charlotte or you're just going to stick to the one you have? No, uh, two locations. Okay. I used to like say five or 10 locations and whatnot. Now I know what it takes. No. Uh, okay. Two locations, North Charlotte and South Charlotte. And then from then I'm done. Yeah. Um, but do you feel as though you're limiting yourself by saying, I, okay, you know what it takes, but you don't feel as though you can get other people, other resources to, you know, you're the CEO, but now you have other people like. Yeah, because although you may not have seen it done, you could be the first to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's what I battle now. It's like, on one hand, let's go like be trendsetters and whatnot, because like nobody did my concept before. That's mm -hmm. one reason why our concept works really mm -hmm. well. It's like nobody's doing it. On the mm -hmm. other hand and whatnot, um, it's based on key players. I have to go hire that right person. And like when yeah. you build any business, I think as you all know, like you don't want to build around a person because like as long as it's not you, that person can leave you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like for my staff members, I'm like you know my staff members, I love y'all. Thank y'all for being with me every single day. Mm -hmm. um, we have like, watch what you say. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, y'all are great. Um, but now it's it's just really hard to find like staff members that really understand what we want to do, like training wise. Because like mm -hmm. most trainers would not want to be independent, things like that, but they won't make a lot of money. Yeah. Versus like for me, you know, I made six figures at 21. It's mm -hmm. like there was a model that I followed, but I just found my mentor. So it's just yeah. a, either one. Mm -hmm. Hey y'all, what's up? I know you're enjoying the episode, but real quick, who wants to take a second to talk to y'all? Hey, pull out your phones right now and text the word GP crew to the number down below. Let's get it. Go do that right now. You're going to get updates about new drops, events, and so much more. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let me get back behind the camera. Let's get it. So okay. what's been your highest success and your lowest failure? Highest success and lowest failure. I think my highest success was like buying that building at 26. Like we mm -hmm. bought a $2.3 million building at, at 26 and like my credit was not above 700. Mm -hmm. And it's like knowing, like going through that process and like I had a, a, a great team member, Madison, um, who helped me, like, helped me through that process. Mm -hmm. uh, but buying that building, cause I mean, in the end of the day, like I cannot do another thing as long as I hold in that building, like I'm low key good. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and most trainers never get to that point where they can own an entire building. Our building is like 15,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. uh, the lowest failures, uh, I fail every single day. Like I like you fail so much every single day. And it's like honestly, like one thing I if anybody wants to be an entrepreneur, like, like someone you need to get somebody to teach you how to fail. Mm -hmm. Teaching how to fail is more important than teaching you how to win because winning everybody mm -hmm. can win. Mm -hmm. But like knowing like how to sit down, write systems, all that stuff. So I mean, like COVID, you know, sucked 
for me or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't pivot correctly or whatnot. Mm-hmm. We just made it because we had contracts. Um, so what did that look like? Because we want we want the viewers to know, like, yeah. stuff ain't always sweet. So yeah, we no, got to no, let no. them know, like, this is what my highs look like. Like, we could tell the stories about this is what my highs look like, but we got to let them know. This is, oh, what, failures, I this is what my low yeah. look like. This is uh. what I was living like during this time at my low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, my junior year, right, um, mm-hmm. I went to UNC Charlotte. Uh, when we first got the gym, I gave my apartment up. So I lived in my gym for six to nine months or whatnot. Uh, I was living with somebody at the time. That didn't work out. So I moved in my gym. Like my LBs came, helped me move in the gym. And then I took showers at Fitness Connection. I had a membership at Fitness Connection, $20 a month just to take showers. Like, you know, I put a projector okay. in there. So it wasn't bad. Like yeah. I, I was yeah. in playing the game, but, yeah. you know, it was it was, it was was tough. And I mean, mm-hmm. most of my college life got sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, you know, um, I joined a fraternity, you know, Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you know, on one hand, like, I have a great network, great friendship and whatnot. But at the same time, like, when other people were sending a union, chilling, all that stuff, I was rushing to my clients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, they put me ahead of a lot of other people because, like, I figured out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's um, dope. But that and then HR. Staffing and HR, like I run a brick and mortar, so like a lot of entrepreneurs are digital, which I I commend it. Like that's one of the best businesses to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. However, that brick and mortar, if you're able to figure out how to run it, it will hold you forever. Because like you know, now in this new age, like people are working from home, mm-hmm. they want to come to community. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but to find those people to be able to manage people, that's the hardest thing to do. Yes. So, um, I know how it's like. You know, as an entrepreneur, when you're working so hard towards something and it seems like nothing's going right, right? And so I. Heard you talk about how you had to move into your gym. Mm-hmm. Can you let us know what was going through your mind? How did you feel and how did you push through? Um, <clears throat> I think like my my biggest thing, like when I was 17 years old, I got uh, sent to the Naval Academy, right? Naval Academy, top five school, top 10 school, you know, in the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's a full, full free ride and whatnot. You get recommended by the senator. So like my, my senator in my area actually recommended me out of other people to go, right? Yeah. Uh, I was able to go walk on the football team. That's my dream. Play D1 football. I, I didn't care if I ever touch the field. I just want to play D1 football over there. Um, when you get there, you take calculus, physics, uh, chemistry, and English all at the same time. And being 17 at the time from a small country, high school or whatnot, <laughs> uh, I had never experienced that before. And you do calculus in your head. Like, they don't let you use cameras there. I mean, oh, cameras. Uh, calculus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, at the end of the year, when I, like, you know, uh, I had family stuff going on and whatnot, they told me, like, you know, hey, Tyler, you got to take a year off. You got to come back. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, that was my most devastating, lowest point of my time. At 18 years old, being told that you're in, I was going to do 20 years in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do be commander, be a captain and whatnot. To mm-hmm. now, like, I got to figure everything else out. And then go to community college for six months and then transfer. Mm-hmm. So I, I say, that, say like, that was my floor. And so, like, anything else above that was, like, it's better and whatnot. So, I mean, listen to Eric Thomas, like, things like that, you know, like that mental fortitude that you got to build to be an entrepreneur is, like, mm-hmm. you know, Either you're going to win or you're going to lose. And, like, I want to focus on winning. So. Yeah. so the people around you, how did you worry, like, maybe this this is how I may look to them? Or or did you have people around you that were supporting you saying, keep going? How did that look like, like, your network of friends and family? Um, I say to myself, if you haven't figured out yet, I, I'm, I'm really, like, introverted or whatnot. Yeah. I'm like, you know, you see me on the floor, the training floor, I'm, you know, I'm in the life of the party because that's my personality. But any trainer knows, like, you're an actor, right? So, like, every single day, if, like, like the same way that you're a theater actor and whatnot, you got a 4 p.m. show, mm-hmm. like, at 5 o'clock, I go put a personality on for my clients. But Tyler, personally, I'm very introverted. I say to myself, I like watching movies. So I say that to say, like, to my circle when I, like, I didn't, when I was better my company, I was 21 years old. All my friends are out partying, you know, going to class, all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm at the gym trying to figure out this balance sheet and this profit and loss statement. So um, I got some mentors. A lot of my friends at that point in time were like five to ten years older than me and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. funny. Like, you'll see, you know, 
35, 32, 33, and then Tyler, that's 22 right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were supportive. And I mean, it's up with anything. Once people see yeah. you start putting the work in, it's like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I have one question because you're in fitness, right? Do you believe that people who are in fitness should date someone with a big back? <laughs> like, I'm talking like a big old back. Like, okay. Should they Not date? a big old back. <laughs> like a big old back. Should they date somebody with a big... I think whatever works for them, works for them. But at the same time, I mean, fitness is important and whatnot. But like, you know, even myself, like right now, I don't train at all. Like people are like, Ty, you on the gym? Mm-hmm. I don't have time. I work 10, yeah. 12, 14 hours a day when I So like, you know, even myself, I'm like, you saw me when I first started to now. It's like, mm-hmm. Ty, you look a little different and whatnot. So I think, from, you know, whoever you date, I, I'm okay with them modulating, you know, in the, in their life or whatnot. But at the same time, you know, try to be that bedrock foundation. Because, like, we on the gym. So we, eventually we got to go to that gym that we own. Yeah. Got you. And whatnot. But, yeah. Yeah. So if they eat in, well, what's your, like, how do you diet and stuff? Do you, are you vegan or any of that stuff? I, I eat what is available. Okay. Uh, as of right now, like, I've been doing a lot better. I'm eating, eating the same thing, like, consistently. So, like, we'll meal prep mm-hmm. um, throughout the week, things like that. What specific things are you meal prepping right Chicken now? Chicken and rice. Whatever simple. Um, gotcha. I can't cook. So mm-hmm. like for me, I can't I, either. I, I, the house will be Y'all burnt be down frying? if I cook. Huh? Be air frying. Uh, I have somebody that cooks my food for me, whatnot, <laughs> and I get the money. So like they have their groceries, and like hey, I pay sixty percent. Just cook my, you know, cook the food. I appreciate yeah. you, and go from there. So I mean, nothing special right now. But at the same time, when I start training again, which is about that time because I'm getting old, so it's like ah, I gotta. You are not getting old. He keeps saying you're getting old. Twenty seven. He getting young. Hey, look here, twenty seven. You don't call your mama old. Don't don't say that. She's gonna see this podcast and look at you gonna get me in trouble. No. She'll be like, who old? Hey, you know, these knees still work. People huh? talk about the 30s, like, 30s are good. Like, the 30s. I know 30s. I mean, but I'm saying, like, 30s are fun. <laughs> you over here geeking. She over here laughing. It's crazy. You should have cutting up. Uh, no, I mean, I think, like, for me, like, I sacrificed a lot of my 20s. And, like, my whole mindset the entire time was, like, to sacrifice the 20s, sacrifice the 20s. Like, honestly, God, like, what I did was at 21 years old, I put myself in a five-year plan. So, mm-hmm. like, if this did not work out, I was going back to the military. Um, back to, the, like, do the officer program, do 20 years. At that point in time, I'll get out when I'm 46, 47, retired, and you have a great life. Yeah. yeah. So, Versus, that's yeah. Really so, what are you doing? Okay, so, we're in our 20s, and right now... We had to understand that, you know, you can't just always be in that grind mode all the time. I mean, you have goals that you want to do, but you should live life. So how are you living in your personal life? Like what's something you have balance? Yeah. Or did you have balance then? Or do you think there's such thing as balance? (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) Um okay, so first question is like, do I have balance? Yeah, Yeah, nah, I don't have balance at all. Like and I mean granted, every it's different strokes for different votes, right? Like uh there's like the disc assessment and whatnot. So like for me, I'm a heavy D. Like I'm very singular. I'm monolithic. Whoa. So like oh. <laughs> heavy D. <laughs> you know that was a rapper back in the nineties. What did you mean by heavy D? I was about to say that. Okay, well, man, you thought this though. Go ahead. Uh, oh, but nevertheless, I was about to say heavy D the rapper. Heavy D the rapper. Yeah. Like, come on now. Like come on. Uh, nah, I mean I'm very monolithic. So like you know I focus and like I sacrifice a lot of my personal life. I mean, do I recommend it for most people? Nah, because like. It's not, it's not fun and whatnot, but at the same time, like, for me, if I invest all this money, like, you know, when I was 22 years old, I signed a $200,000 lease. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have time to mess around at a $200,000 yeah. lease. So yeah. it's like, you know, like, even got to get paid. You, you got to get paid and whatnot. Yeah. And even now, I got a mortgage. And, so like, right now, I'm 27 years old. I have everything in my life I always wanted. So mm-hmm. I have, like, a, a car that I, I wanted and want I have a gym that I want I have staff that I want So if I don't do the work now, like, I do a disservice to all the years of my yeah. past. Mm-hmm. So it's like... 
know, even relationships, things like that. My personal life is like my friends come to the gym. Like they all, we all play two K. I got a TV. We play two K in the office. So it's like, okay. yeah, yeah, nice. that's good. So, what is one thing you're doing right now to be remembered forever? <sighs> Creating generational health and generational community. Mm. Uh, yeah, like. My gym brings people together. So, like, like my most of my clients, if they weren't here, they would not be in the gym, right? They're not going to play in the fitness. Yeah. They're not going to fitness connection. Um, so, generation knows generation community. At the same time, though, I mean, and they like you know we have clients in our gym that are like deadlifting two hundred, three hundred pounds. Women like they're 26, yeah. 27 mm-hmm. years old. Like three hundred. I think like my highest squat is like I think maybe four hundred twenty pounds and whatnot by a woman, right? And she's twenty eight. She yeah. would have never did that. She was at fitness connection kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? And granted, yeah. she had it always at the end. We pulled out, so it's really cool. Um, but you know, that's good. Not okay. for sure. Um, and I really want to know a little bit about your personal life too, as far as like not personal life, but your upbringing. Um, so like, what was your childhood like? What was my childhood like? Like, yeah, leading up to who you are now, how has that impacted? No, um, life? I moved around a lot. So like from zero to five. I mean, you know, obviously remember when you were zero yeah. years old. <laughs> from zero to five. Uh, <laughs> I was later uh, caught small town called Rocky Mountain and whatnot. So like I have my earliest memories there. Like I'll never forget my was my first days of school. Like me going to eat and uh, I wanted more food. I was a big kid, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted more food. And I just like sit there and cry for like an hour, like because I didn't get more food. Uh, so like going from there, then we moving at five years old to ten years old uh, to another small town and whatnot. Elementary school. That elementary school was like predominantly white, right? So yeah. like my best friend was white and whatnot, things like that. It kind of helped me be able to fit in different cultures because mm-hmm. at that point in time, like. You don't recognize those things. Like, oh, everybody's friends. And yeah. Uh, and my mom was a teacher. She was a teacher for 20, 25 years in second grade. So, like, um, when I used to get in trouble, I had to go down the hall yeah. and, you know, tell my mom what I did and whatnot. Uh, uh-huh. So, I think that kind of set me on the path. But then when we moved, um, my third time, uh, we moved to Wilmington, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, a little small town outside of there. And, like, that was when I really got immersed in my culture. And I think I found myself. Mm-hmm. But, uh I mean, my upbringing, I think, was normal. Like, you know, I'm not one of the people, like, oh, I was in the slums and whatnot. Things like my parents did the best they could kind of day. Uh, middle class, you know. Uh, I, I never notice a problem kind of mm-hmm. thing. I think that's the best way to be a parent is, like, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, like, you never want your kid to notice a problem. And yeah. Go from there. That's good. Well, you you said that uh, you were, like, a big kid. So how did that make <laughs> you feel standing out from everybody else? Yeah. I mean, so when I say big, I was, like, taller than everybody else. So, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was, like. I mean, I, I probably was chubby too. I, I, I can't lie to you. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I think I was oblivious. Like even now, I'm still oblivious to a lot of things and whatnot. So like, mm-hmm. my mom was, you know, like, you oblivious child, and you're right. <laughs> uh, so I didn't really notice. I mean, I mean, I was good at sports. Like you know, even when I got to middle school and high school. Like you know, middle school was like I think Ned's the classified journal. I used to watch oh, that show. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you know I used to watch that. Like, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I used to think that's middle school was, and I getting put in lockers and things like that. And like, nah, nobody touched me. <laughs> Yeah. But I was also bigger than everybody else. So I, I see why now. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it was another question that I had. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. You, you, had, you had a good one, too. I did have a I good one. I saw it. It was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was okay. a good question. It's all, right. it's all right. It'll come back. So, um, like, what's, what's something that you wanted to do as a child other than just, like, like was there anything else you know, that you saw. What? I remember it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead ask your question. I remember something that you made me think about when you say your parents, like, raised, like raised you good and stuff. Um, I see people on Instagram talk about they don't want to give their kids a childhood that they have to heal from. Mm. And so you feel like, do you feel like there isn't anything you had to heal from from your childhood or, like? I mean, absolutely, but, I mean, I think... 
and you talk to me at 18, 19, 20, I'll be mad, right? Mm-hmm. Like even like my, my brokest summer, like I, I remember three things about like my college life, you know, it was like the hurt I had at 17, 18 when I couldn't go back to the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. My brokest summer where I was eating pot pies every single day, two ramen days. Ramen noodles? Like I, I didn't like ramen noodles. Pot pies at 860 calories in it. So if I ate two mm-hmm. of those, I got like to that almost that 2,000 threshold. Like mm-hmm. I remember my life because I, I couldn't afford anything and I was working mm-hmm. a job and like I could not afford anything. My parents could help me and they did not help me. Ramen so, noodles is a little mm-hmm. nasty. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, 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 I can't well, you, you said what? Ramen noodles is a little nasty. Now it is. Before, I used to tear it up. I but to tear but If now, you add a little something to them, with some no. hot sauce. What you add to your food, I do Bruh, not want to know. I'm a chef. Sugar in, in, what? in my ramen noodles. But sugar. I'm a chef. Sugar. I cook for real. But. Oh, as long as it tastes good. But ramen noodles, like, especially the shrimp flavor with a little bit of sugar on it. Oh, mm. stomach is going to be rumbling. Yeah, no, I can't do that. It's one. literally like eating barbecue chicken, savory and sweet. What did Brown say? Sugar water? Is it sugar water? Do you put sugar in water? Sugar? Nah. No. Sugar bologna. Bologna? What? Sugar. That's some people. You say you're from country. That's what country people do. I don't do sugar that. water, I sugar part, bologna. I don't partake in those. Uh, Y'all put sugar in your watermelon. I mean, we talked about collard greens. I don't, eat, I don't the, eat watermelon. Bathtub, so it's not that it's far. Nasty. Watermelon is nasty. You know, watermelon is nasty. Yes. Is. Let's stop talking about food because you. <laughs> anyway, so back to your question. Yes, childhood <laughs> that you got to heal from. I mean, I think my like we, as my age now. I think like your parents do the best they could with what they could, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't believe it and whatnot, it's just the easiest thing to tell yourself because like. You Not know. for real. I tell myself the same thing. It's like, but like, you know, most people aren't bad. And like, granted, like for me and when I see my parents as my parents, right? Like some people see their parents as their friends. Like once they get a certain age, like, nah, my parents are so my parents kind mm-hmm. of thing. But, um, I mean, the only thing I wish they would have taught me is like financial literacy, financial wealth. Like, I remember asking about stocks when I was at Bird I'll never forget this. And like, you know, my dad, you know, gave me like some, you know, a small answer or whatnot. And um, I wanted to buy stocks at the time, but you know, it kind of went away and we never did it. But like, I just think like, what if I had bought stock at that point in yeah. time been introduced? And like nowadays and whatnot, like y'all, y'all have so much information that even at my age, like, I was in high school from 2009 to 2013. Like, we weren't on that way. Like, YouTube was just becoming a thing. Like, yeah. So it was like now it's like there's no reason why like you know you can't have access to information that you want and like so I can't blame my parents anymore. It's like so, yeah. so now y'all see why I said it wouldn't matter having a child right now. There's so much access resources, well, tell, all of that. Tell stuff. them what you said earlier so they can actually understand the full context. But I I don't, I don't even remember exactly you said what I a said. Test child. A test child. Trey said he he don't mind having a test child, right? Bruh, now. not a test child, but your first child, you're not gonna it. You don't so you it don't come with a manual, so you're you learning said, as you go. Just have it later on. Why? Why not have it now? So, so are you Because we're young, we want to experience life. No, no, no. You should are, experience. Are you single? Yes, I. So am. you're open for applications right now? No, not right now. Or you just say you want to have a in. child. <laughs> now, so. I don't want no children right now. But I do feel as though if you're if you're younger, you can like it's okay to have a child. <laughs> I don't see what's wrong I, with I that. Think, I think there's, I get what you're saying though. I, I don't think it's bad. Cause I mean, in the day, like, you know, when people have children now at this age, like you got to figure out anyway. So yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like you have to figure it out no matter what. So, so, I mean, so what's the difference thing? between figuring it out now and figuring it out later? You said how many do I want? I want four. I feel that. You want Cause four? I want an even number. So four or six. Cause two is so how many? small. <laughs> oh, you said, <laughs> you just laughing. <laughs> so wait, you don't look at your children like, you're an odd number. We can't have this one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you no, you're you are odd Let's have another one. <laughs> because I was the third child, and it was not fun being the third child. But then the third one not going to have a friend. I did not have a friend. Yeah, it's going to be a middle child. Yeah, have a trio. It's a triangle. You no, know, triangles my brother are stronger and sister, nature. 
Huh? A triangle is the strongest object in that nature. That is true. Mm. But mm. my brother and sister, they were like this because okay. they were close in age. I was like six to eight years after them. So I just used to play with my friends. I want all my kids to have a sibling. Have a exactly. I was the only child, so I mean, I ain't really... I. I was, was a, I was the only child for 10 years. You was an odd number. I was an odd number? So you call me odd? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But hey, if, oh you had, if they had another sibling, too, then you would have been good. It's funny when people ask you, like, hey, how did you feel about being an only child? It's like, I don't know. Like, I didn't have anybody else. That's so all was, your experience. So do you experience. feel like you have any, like, selfish tendencies because everything was always about you? Probably. You know, you talk to people that know me, like, yeah, Tyler's selfish right now in, in certain ways. But not not like that. I think, if anything, I have a great imagination. Because I was outside playing with, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Are yeah. you? Oh. I was going to ask that about, like, do you feel as though your creativity has, you know, inclined being the only child? Because you have to, you know, get creative. And your independence, probably. Yeah. Independence. I'm very independent. Like, I'm more like, you know, do everything by yourself kind of person. When I, um, creativity-wise, absolutely. Like, one thing I've been reading recently is like, you know, you have artists, creators, and whatnot. Like, every artist, like, I'm a creative, I'm a creative, I'm creative. Like, you know, put me in my zone. But I think mm -hmm. the business, I'm a business creative. Like, mm -hmm. I can create whatever I want kind of thing. Like, I put it to work in and whatnot. I build the structures. And like, from the only difference, I'm not putting out music, I'm putting out business. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think like, my mom works differently in that aspect than like, plus my mom had me read. Like yeah. my mom would have me go read dictionaries and whatnot for like hour a day kind of thing. Like you can't go outside and play till you do this. So it kind of helped I in like that it. aspect. So what's, oh, uh, did you really? I'll let you know how that worked out for me when I was <laughs> My dad kind of did that too. Oh, really? He would make me sit at the dining room table and write something in a journal. <laughs> yes. Hey, yo, what's uh, one book that you feel as though added the most value to your life? I can, can I give you two? Can I give you two? Yeah, you can. Uh, traction and Emeth. I recommend anybody that's an entrepreneur that wants to like do great in life, like Traction and Emeth. Uh, those books teach you systems. So like mm -hmm. for me, I'm a systems guy, right? Like you want to live life once, so I only want to do life once, right? Mm -hmm. And if you build a system around your life, like your entire life is like a you, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I teach business through shape. So like every day is going to be the same day, same 24 hours. You, are, you wake up and brush your teeth the same way and you go to, go to sleep and wash your face the same way. Mm -hmm. And once you start putting your life in those sequential orders, like you take away the decisions you have to make. So like you're caught at the bandwidth you're good like so i can free my mind of doing other things so like the more i can live my life on my every single day the same every single week the same every single year the same yeah right like you you win like that that's so. a good book so mm. they go tune into that what's no. the uh second one uh so trash and even they both kind of teach the same thing trash is more about putting right the right people in the right seats so like when you have a team and whatnot like one problem i have like to failure kind of day I put people in the wrong seats and I try to will them to win, right? Because I'm an mm -hmm. athlete and I'm also a trainer. Like, we're training or not? Huh? We were just talking about that. Oh, no. Nah, like, as a trainer, we're not. Like, if you, if you train with me, we, we're going to be successful. Like, you know, yeah. it's easy. We're at a hard way. Don't, mm -hmm. It don't matter to me. We're going we're gonna to win. But in business, it can't be the same thing because, like, you know, we're trying to get, like, people to generational wealth. Mm -hmm. But most people don't know what generational wealth looks like. And when they experience it, it's like, I don't want this. But you do. You said you wanted it. Yeah. But they don't know what the actions and habits look like. So mm -hmm. I think yeah. to attraction, it talks about putting your visionaries in the right visionary seats, putting your operators in the right operator seats and go from there. And I'm still learning that today. Like, and the other sure. one about the you, that's mm -hmm. E-Myth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, e so like the U is concept, like I kind of took from there and whatnot. Like I'm, I'm starting trying to write my book, you know, uh, right now it's called 8,333, uh, 8, how to make six figures in college mm -hmm. and whatnot. But the, the U concept, like it's, it's all business. Like when you start thinking about your life in a U, like mm. for every day there's an opening and closing. So like if you get your mm. opening every day right, yeah. you're closing right, you're good. I like that's that. That's good. So that's really good. That's, that's really good. good. I need to. Um, I'm definitely gonna come back and listen to what you said and look at that those books because mm -hmm. we actually have a book club and you know we. Mm -hmm. just keep it small amongst us um just so that we could hold each other accountable and just reading i feel as though it just brings different ideas 
outside of what you the way you think and the way you process things. So nice yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I, I've like even right now in my life because like to that counterpoint is that right now I don't have a lot of time to read right because I'm always mm-hmm. working right. I may watch like the podcast right, yeah, uh, things like that when I'm working, but I don't have a lot of time to like really read. And when I if I, if I go back and change anything in my life from 20 to 25, like even 18, like go read a book once a month and whatnot, and like you will have so much knowledge because like trash and even I read those books for the first time maybe yeah. four years ago, mm-hmm. but I'm still feeding on that stuff. Yeah. Like never split the difference with my favorite books. Right, it teach you how to make up. I heard of that. It's like it teaches you how to negotiate, um, but it like the biggest thing it teaches you how to label your problems. And like if you can label every single problem, like when you go to a doctor, what's the first thing they ask you? Well, what's your symptoms? We're trying to figure out what mm. how to label your problem. In business, if you can label that problem, there is an answer for like every solution. Because mm-hmm. business is not hard. Like building a six figure business, building a seven figure business, building an eight figure business. Like if you go on social media right now, like don't minimize me. Nah, like you need to minimize your problems in business because it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. People are out here sending people to you know you know Mars. Like you're trying to run a six, seven figure business. That's true. Like, yeah. It's not hard. That's good. So sure. after all of this, we talked about your mom. You know, I'm not going to say you call the that country. Lady. You call that lady. That's crazy. Old. <laughs> no, I call her old. I bet you call her old. Let's run that take back. No, don't put that on me. <laughs> he said if you're born in 1959, you old. You old. They were old. I want you to say my mom remember like Rudy uh, Ruby Bridges. That's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that sounds familiar. Yeah, like I've my mom remembers that civil rights era and whatnot. Like you talk to people that like remember that civil rights era. Yeah. Like to the point where you asked me earlier, like, you know, I think about, you know, I had a grandmother that passed away when I she did not understand my business. Like she wanted me to stay in school. Mm-hmm. And so like when she passed, like, you know, me going to school like was really wasn't that important. But yeah, even to her, it's like my other set of grandparents that are living whatnot, mm-hmm. they were born in 1932 or 1939, right? Mm-hmm. In 1932, you know, he grew up in segregated Mississippi. And for him to come and sit on my floor and, like, you know, see a black-owned business that mm. we built this with our money and whatnot and go from there, like, you know, that makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, so what's one question that you wish we would have asked that you would have liked us, you know, to, to go you. over, ask you? Oh, God, that's a good question. Um, One question I wish you would have asked, I think... Because the target, like, I guess, all right. So I guess, like, to college, right? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, are go, like, go to college, right? Mm-hmm. Biggest thing, like, with my personal gripes is when I, I feel like I have a uh, controversial opinion that people, when they go to college, they waste a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. And now this comes from somebody that went to college or whatnot. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I stopped my last semester. Now, granted, full disclosure, I plan to go back and get my doctorate when I'm 40, right? Be yeah. For fun. But I think, like, when you go to <laughs> college, like, the sooner, the earlier you can do, the best thing you can do, I'm sorry, is to go figure out how much your major pays you and go see if it's actually worth it. And then from there, we're not figure out how you're going to monetize your major, right? Like, monetizing your major for me was I was a political science and international studies major, right? Mm-hmm. I did nothing with it. Granted, my plan was to go back to the military. But one of the best things political science taught me was how to see things from a uh, perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I can understand somebody from New York the same way I can understand somebody from Alaska, the same way I can understand somebody from Iowa, right? Never met these people, but you need to understand their perspective of how they live. Yeah. That's what my major taught me. It's not the books and what they taught me. It's not, you know, the lectures and what I, it's taught me perspective and then uh, things like that. So I think like, you know, when you hear like, you know, people are communication majors, it's not really teaching you communication. It's yeah. teaching you certain skills. Or like one of my favorite people to hire or to work with is engineers, engineers mm-hmm. and math people. Because it's, it's about how they see the world. They see the world in systems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that. So like, go do that because what you don't want to do is go graduate and then go get a master's just because it's fun and yeah. go from there because you want to end up with eighty to $100,000 in net that yeah. you're never getting out. Yeah. Yeah. So monetize your dreams. That's sure. good. Monetize your dreams. That's a That's good way to end it off. Definitely. Let them know where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Body by T. I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we are BBT North Charlotte. We're one of the biggest black-owned gyms uh, in Charlotte, in the state, and also probably in the world. Uh, but we want to help you reach your fitness goals and whatnot and then have a cool conversation around it as well. So, yes. Sure. And y'all can follow me 
Yanni Bradshaw and support my Christian clothing brand at Wise Label. You can follow me at Roy Travion and support my graphic design business at Roy T Made It Without the Y. Hey y'all, you can follow my personal at I am Jada Ellis and you can follow my fashion brand at Jail Official on Instagram. And make sure you follow us on Growing Pains. Text the text group number. All of that stuff. Yeah. We're going to have some yes. stu- good stuff coming up. So We've been having some good stuff. We've been right having sure. some We've great having stuff. Some it's the summer. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get it. We appreciate y'all. We're going to see you soon. Let's get it. Bye, y'all. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.